and finally welcome back to the Geeks at the Gate. Thank you for your patience. It's been a very, very long time since we were here last. Um, there wasn't supposed to be a massive hiatus. It just sort of happened because stuff. Uh, things have been ridiculously busy at the shop. And all of the other geeks have also been massively busy with, you know, lives and stuff. So, um, yeah, we disappeared for a bit. So sorry about that. Uh, the good news is that we have been recording still. I've got a bunch of episodes in the can now. So uh, whatever happens, however busy we get, we're going to be weekly for a while because we've got plenty to be going on with. Um, starting with this. Um, there is actually uh, an intro recorded on the beginning of this anyway, uh, but I, it's, it's a little bit out of date because we recorded it ages ago. So um, this is the start of an occasional series that me and Hat have decided to call Corrupting Alice, in which we introduce Alice, who is a massive geek, but perhaps in different ways than most of the rest of us. Uh, so we're introducing Alice to a whole bunch of stuff that is massively geeky that she has not experienced before. Um, this was recorded at uh, Hat and Liz's house. Uh, it is just me, Hat and Alice. Liz makes a couple of cameo appearances uh, as she overhears things and becomes outraged. <laughs> particularly by the fact that Alice has never seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer before. Um, which is, you know, that's a corrupting Alice waiting to happen, I think. Uh, so, anyway, yes, I'm going to hand you over. This is this is present me. Uh, I'm going to hand you over to past me in a second. Um, this was recorded before the start of the current series of Doctor Who, which is airing now, um, which I think is series 12. Could be series 12. Um, I, I lose track of numbers, don't do numbers particularly well. Um, at the time of recording, the trailer for the new season of Doctor Who had just aired. Um, so just, you know, put that in context. I'm not quite sure where Alice is with Doctor Who right now. In fact, Alice, if you are listening, and I really hope you are, uh, let me know how far you've got with Doctor Who, because I want to know um, what I can spoil you with. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, thank you for your patience. Without any further ado, let's just get into it, shall we? Of course. A quick blast on the spoiler horn, because they will follow massive spoilers for pretty much everything Doctor Who related. Spoilers! Spoilers! Hello and welcome to the Geeks at the Gates. Uh, we are gathered around the table in Hatton Liz's house. Um, although Liz has absented herself from this conversation on the grounds that she doesn't care. Um, <laughs> true. And we are here um, at the start of an occasional series that me and Hat have decided we're going to call Corrupting Alice. Um, <laughs> although, sorry, Alice. <laughs> although on this on this occasion, Alice has corrupted herself because we had nothing to do with introducing Alice to Doctor Who, which is what we're going to talk about. But before we do that, a lot's happened in the world of geeks since we all sat down together. Mm. Um, so obviously, I have. Um, Visited a friend in the States who has a Disney Plus account and seen the first four episodes of The Mandalorian perfectly legally with no peg legs or eye patches involved whatsoever. You can't prove I didn't, Disney. Um, and obviously I know a lot of people will not have been able to fly to the States and see The Mandalorian and so haven't seen it, so no spoilers. Um, just to say it's even better than everyone's told you. 
Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. That's Baby Yoda's not a spoiler because everyone he's, on the internet. He's all Baby over the internet. There is now a cat. There was an article yesterday about a cat that looks like Baby Yoda. However, however cute you think Baby Yoda looks, however amazing you think the Mandalorian sounds, it's uh, it's better than that. I can tell you with some certainty. It's blinking fabulous. So there's that. We've also had uh, a trailer for the new Ghostbusters movie. Uh, Ghostbusters uh, Afterlife, mm-hmm. which I'm really excited about. I'm really sorry, but I am. I, I just don't have any feelings about it. I watched the trailer and I was like, hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Which uh, is kind of sad because I like a lot of the people attached to it and I love Ghostbusters. Where did you see? I was, I, was, I was watching it and I was like, you're Spangler's granddaughter. Yeah. And and then I was going, oh my god, that's the kid from Stranger Things. Yeah, and his hair is real long. Now. Uh, what's uh, what's like, yeah? What's going on with his hair? Is he not allowed to cut it for Stranger Things, or is he not allowed to get it past like short? That might be. He's just wanting to like see how far he can push it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like I maybe. I mean, he's approaching that awkward early teenage phase. Uh, maybe he actually just thinks it looks good. I mean, I think it looks bad. I I, I say this as someone who has had that haircut. Yeah, me too. So me too. I can tell you, it didn't look good on me. I and, had that haircut uh, recently as well because when I was thirty, I grew my hair again because I thought, well, I haven't had it long in years. <laughs> Why not? And then I shaved it all off because apparently these things are not meant to be. <laughs> so, <coughs> yeah. So there's some good good stuff, and of course, we've also had the announcement that we are getting Doctor Who on New Year's Day. Yes. Uh, which I'm. I, riddled about. I sent you a, 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 a message after I had literally grabbed Liz's arm and ceased to be communicative with any other human being on the planet whilst watching the entire trailer. I then immediately messaged you, <laughs> flailing I was down quite, Twitter. I was quite excited. I was so very excited. Uh, because it looks really good. And she's wearing a suit and I thought I might die. That... That did prompt a friend of mine to do an entire stream on Facebook of women in suits. Oh, I, I appreciate was, these things. It was... <laughs> and do you know what? Interest is... Women look... Interest is peaked. We love women in suits. The interest was peaked. And then um, she left the room. <laughs> so, so, there, so there was not just Jodie Whittaker, there was Gillian Anderson... Who yes, wears a, who wears a suit very well? In a suit. Annie Lennox, who mm. wears a suit extraordinarily well. I was just about to say, Gillian Anderson is one of my girl crushes. As she came up to me, said, "Alice," <laughs> I go, "You know what? Yeah, okay. all right." <laughs> do you know what? I think that might be something that everyone around this table has in common. Yeah, that is definitely something. We and do you know about. what? I think that's something that a very large proportion of the listeners probably mm. have in common with us as well. I mean, yeah. if <laughs> so, so, so you know, there's that. Yeah, to look forward to, and mm. yeah, so much, so much. Looks excellent. Coolness, and we're only a week and a half away from uh, Star Wars. <gasps> Which I was I'm... handed when I went to get my head on yesterday. I was handed GQ with the Daisy Ridley spread in it, and I thought I might die there and then. <laughs> well, then Under we might the have to talk about the um, problematic oh, interview. The problematic interview is excruciatingly problematic. Yeah, I have not read the problematic interview. Yeah, really, really not really. What, is, what is problematic about she, the problematic she interview? She conflates um, being uh, a, a scholarship private school child with being a young uh, working class black man. Oh yeah, and that's for me. I, I, think, I think he had similar 
bats uh, no, bringing. You see, no Daisy. No Daisy. You do not have similar upbringing. But I think it's just yeah. I think I hear that a lot from people from that background. Yeah, they don't really get it. And it's 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 a lack of any knowledge. Yes. Yeah. And it's not coming from. It's not coming from a, a bad place. It's, it's actually it's actually say. usually coming from a good place. Yeah. Um. It's just you know. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. I get. I know. I tend. Place it I tend from. to refer such people to the lyrics of Pulp's "Common People" and leave it there. Yes, that's a good one. <laughs> that really is a good um, one. Oh jeez. So yeah. So yeah. So lots of exciting geeky stuff. But Alice started watching Doctor Who, um, which. We're going to come to why in a second, <laughs> uh, but just just uh, me and Hat have talked about this in the podcast before. But just just so that the audience knows where we're coming from, um, I discovered Doctor Who as a child. Um, I am fa- fa- fabulously old. <laughs> um, I remember Tom Baker being Doctor Who when Tom Baker was actually just Doctor Who, um, mm. and when the BBC still referred to Doctor Who as Doctor Who and not the Doctor. Yeah. Um, and I probably started watching it properly around about 1983. Which when the year that I was born. When, was it was that 82 or 83? When Peter Davison took over. Mm. Um, because, yeah. and again, God bless your mum if you're listening, you're not. Um, but my mum has <laughs> this weird, had this weird attitude to science fiction, which was, it was all rubbish. Yeah. And so I was not actually allowed to watch Doctor Who before it was Peter Davidson. But I was allowed to watch it when it was Peter Davidson because Peter Davidson had been Tristan Farnan in All Creatures Great and yes, Small, which my mum really liked. So she liked him. Has she been to the, the uh, museum, the All Creatures Great and Small Museum up the road? I very strongly doubt it. Well, that's a lovely day. Yeah, I, may, I may suggest that to her. Yeah. I may suggest that to her. Yeah, a, 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 a member of my cohort at uni, we all went and studied <laughs> art museums. Because obviously, we of art. course you did. Yeah, we went and we had to do a piece about a museum, and and she went to the all Greek creatures great and small experience because it was close to where she worked. Fair. Yeah, and I just it was really entertaining watching our tutors try and do the mental gymnastics to figure <laughs> out how she could actually put this in and get marks for it. It was it was fascinating. Yes. But yeah, so you know, and, and I've been a fan of Doctor Who ever since. I I took a little bit of a break. I'm technically around about the sixth Doctor. Because it was awful. Yeah, I'm technically, I'm technically that era of Doctor. That was what was on television. I was on Sylvester McCoy, and um, what was her name? Ace. Ace. They were my the era that was on television oh. when I was old enough to actually watch it. I loved Ace. No, you see, very. I, I I also <laughs> did. Have you ever met Sophie Aldred? No. <sighs> Go to any con that she's at. Sophie Aldred is absolutely wonderful. Yeah, I've never met. But I, I'm, I'm not just saying this because I had a massive crush on her when I was sixteen, <laughs> although I did. And yeah. I'm not entirely sure it's worn off, but she's also just a stunning human. Yeah, I um, yeah, I I remember watching. See, for me, because obviously, like that's the era. It was like the end of original Who was when I was sort of around mm. as a child, and I remember very much um, mo- more than watching it as a kid. I remember watching the reruns on BBC Two because mm-hmm. they were on every mm-hmm. night, and yeah. I watched all of them. Every night, six o'clock, six o'clock, half past six. Uh-huh, right? Yeah, it I remember that. sci-fi every night. BBC Two, like through high school and through like the last part, the last part of primary school for me was just like, oh, let's just watch sci-fi every day of my life, which is great. I was well, like that's thank you, BBC Two, for doing that. Works I mean, for me. Yeah. In fact, BBC Two, could you do that again? That'd yeah, be, be awesome. great. Mm-hmm. 
so yeah I mean because it was Star Trek and, and Who and all that stuff yeah. and I think from sort of about the age of like nine onwards that was just me and BBC2 get on with it enjoy that and obviously they had the obviously the Doctor Who movie was on television like on a Sunday afternoon various other Doctor Who bits were shown mm-hmm. throughout my childhood so it was always around and like my dad was always trying to scare me with Daleks like whenever we went to Toys R Us he'd be like look Daleks now I have a remote control massive Dalek which you've seen upstairs. I have um, which is yeah I, I, which is from the film it's the film one so it's technically non-canonical the film does not count although However, have the, you, the 90s film does count have you, in canon. Have you... Oh, have, the No, the, the 60s movies are canon now. Are they how? Just Moffat. Okay. We'll, come to, we'll come to the problematicness of Moffat later, possibly. But okay. one of the, for me, one of Moffat's greatest contributions... How did he do this? This is awesome. And when did he do it's this? In, it's in the novelisation uh, of um, the last Capaldi all right. One. Yeah, yeah. Whatever that was called. The one with William... Well, not with William Hartland in it, obviously, but with the first Doctor. Yes. Um, essentially, you'll love this. This is... <laughs> um, I have a canonical, darling. I'm the, very excited. The idea is that Peter Cushing... Yes. The actual, real Peter Cushing, the man who was the actor, Peter Cushing, yes. who played the Doctor in the 60s movies... Yes. Was a friend of the actual doctor. Oh, that's amazing! And the doctor <laughs> gave permission for Peter Cushing to play the character on screen. I see. Which brings them in universe, and it gets better. The doctor used the TARDIS to take Peter Cushing forward in time, so that he could play Moff Tarkin in Rogue One. <laughs> oh, oh dear! Oh dear me! Oh, I love it. Isn't it? It's glorious. That's fantastic. I, oh, I, 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 it's, it's just... Brilliant. Just perfect. I love that so much. That is so good. I love Rogue One so much. But yeah, funny enough, my Rogue One's commemorative cinema popcorn tin is right next to my Dalek on a shelf. There you go. That's, look, Dalek. See, that's look, entirely appropriate. So canonical. It's entirely appropriate. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, um, so that's, yeah, that's my, my who. I always, my favourite who will always be Tom Baker. It, he has always been Tom, it's always Tom, being Tom Baker. I really disliked um, pre, pre-Baker. Uh, I really have issue with, and also during the Baker time, what the fuck was the deal with the car? Like, that's my only real great... Well, Bessie. Be- yeah. Well, she was, she was Pertwee's, really. You, yeah, she was Pertwee's, but does she not appear in Baker? She does appear in yeah. the Baker episode, I, I think. I really dislike the car. That's the only issue I have with I, anything from that era. Well, you see, the thing with the thing with the Pertwee like, era... are you Chitty Chitty Bang Bang Gone Hardly Wrong? But you see, but yes, that's exactly <laughs> what Bessie is. <laughs> because brilliant. The thing with her. The thing with the Pertwee era is that they tried to go Bond. They did, and it's weird. That's... <laughs> That's where the that's where the Venusian Aikido comes from. Oh, of course. Oh, that's my where God. that's where Bessie comes from. Mm. He had a hovercraft for a bit. <laughs> mm. um, oh, in fact, geez. in fact, I remember the Hoomobile, which could fly. I. It was a very bad special I'm effect. Really grateful to not actually remember but, that. Bessie, um, I remember vividly, and I also remember the Venusian Aikido. But we're not and, and we're thing. not going to discuss Classic Who because Alice hasn't seen it. Oh, okay, um, that's a shame. I am going to point out. I am going to point out. No, you have told me that I started in the best place. I think as a, coming to coming to Who as a as a as a young person as you are, as as someone who I'm still a young person. As someone who in this room, yeah, in this building, only by a couple of years, but in this building, um, <laughs> if you. 
if if you grew up with Classic Who, if you knew Classic which Who as did. a kid, which we did, you, my nostalgia for Classic Who is endless. Mm, yeah. And my adoration of Classic Who is without limit. Uh, but, Baker Bobblehead upstairs near the Dalek. But yeah. if you if you if you're coming to it new, you start with Eccleston. Absolutely. And and um, you, your interest may be peaked, and you may want to go back to Classic. Which is totally worth it because honestly, seeing what they were able to do with bubble wrap and spray paint and some uh, really spectacular sleeping bags in um, the Ark in Space. Oh god, the Ark in <laughs> really Space. The Ark in Space thing. is fantastic. Basically, the the big bad in the Ark in Space is essentially green bubble wrap. It is. It's a sleeping bag covered in green bubble wrap, crawling down a corridor. Genuinely, and, and it, like, it's really worth watching. All, once you've like done all of the new Who, and you're like totally up to date with it, go back and just marvel at how far we've come. Well, Tom Baker's what, Tom Baker's species. Tom Baker's first <laughs> like, Tom Baker's first episode, Robot, his first story. I forget it's the it's, it's the cliffhanger. One of the one of the at the end of one of the episodes, the Brigadier calls in a tank, and. It like it's the, like the cliffhanger. The last bit, the last shot you see is this tank pulling up. It's an action man tank. It's action man. It's an action man tank that they filmed really close up with with the the stuff in the background in the background to make it look small. It's like the shittest false perspective in the history of the world. Like no false perspective is a real skill, and like if you can build false perspective, they use it in Harry Potter and everything. This episode is not false perspective. It's it's forced. It's, it's forced perspective done by someone it's who's really. Forced. Yeah. It's, it's done by somebody who's really, really bad at forced perspective. Really, really. And bad. it's unbelievably incongruous because, of course, the the stock sound stuff is cheap, so it sounds like a tank. You've got the sound of a tank. A real tank. But <laughs> then, then you've like just got a... this action. <laughs> And then we could talk about Invasion of the Dinosaurs. No, let's not. Um, and of course, we could talk about the talents of Wang Chiang, but we're never going to. Oh my God, never. <laughs> Jesus. It's the most racist thing that happened in the whole of the 70s. Yeah. There was nothing more racist in the 70s than the talents of Wang Chiang. Really? I, 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 bear in mind, this is a decade when apartheid was at its heart, yeah, and it still wasn't was as racist say, as the talents of Wang Chiang. It's horrifying. <laughs> it's awful. It's like it, the worst thing you've ever seen. In context of everything, I don't think there I is, want to know. There yeah. is quite a lot of what we would now see as casual racism in 70s Doctor Who. There's, uh-huh. a, there's an awful lot of British actors browning up and blacking up and yelling yeah. up. Although this was normally That's... done because they couldn't find actors. Or they had, like they had a bloke who was under contract, so they just used him. Used the same, yeah, the same guy. Um, I mean, let's also bear in mind that we're only you're only talking about ten years past when they actually put a male stuntman in a cat suit and heels to play um, Purdy in uh, not Purdy, um, uh, who was Mrs. Diana Rigg, Mrs. Peel. And like, if you watch yeah. old Avengers, which I love the Avengers, we, and also of course she then is gloriously she Diana Rigg is Alana Ty- Tyrell in Game of Thrones and I love her to death mm-hmm. um, but she's also in Doctor Who which she'll come to later in the Crimson Horror uh, with her own actual daughter playing her daughter who was in Tipping the Velvet which is just like a whole full circle thing of mm-hmm. me crushing on Diana Rigg and then her own daughter and then there's a whole nightmare there's nothing weird or creepy about nothing that nothing weird or creepy about that at all because bearing in mind when I was watching The Avengers <laughs> I was probably about ten, um, but yeah, and I I remember watching it like maybe ten years ago, like late night on TV when I got home from the pub one night and I put like BBC Two on, obviously. Oh, it's BBC Two. What is it? Um, and the Avengers was on, and I realised that the person doing a cartwheel was 
definitely not Diana Rigg. That was a man in a cat suit and a wig. And so we're already 10 years past that. So it mm. really does not in any way surprise me that they were doing horrified no, racist things. doesn't. Not and, do you know, there, there are issues which are issues within issues. I mean, there's... The, and even they have issues. The guy in Ain't Our Fuck Mum. Oh. Uh, one of the which we're not going to discuss. Let's in, not. But I mean, gu- we could talk about all one of the guys. Well. One of the guys who played one of the they would have been called native characters at the time. Mm. I suspect um, had grown up in India. Yeah. Spoke fluent Hindi. Mm. He happened to be white, but he'd, he'd lived his entire life in India. He he spoke fluent Hindi. He was absolutely culturally in you know there. Mm-hmm. That was his culture mm. that he'd grown up in. Yes, he browned up, which I, I would now consider unacceptable. Horribly. But, but he was—he could well have been more appropriate as an actor for that part, because he was from that cultural background. He, yeah, he, he. But then he was in his hate hot one, which I loved at the time, but which again is problematic. He's romantic. Problematic at best. And anyway, I'm not here to talk about that. What you to Doctor Who in the first place? Why? Why? Why Doctor well, Who? Well, was it, it the nagging? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was on Netflix one day, <laughs> and there it was. Oh, there, there, it there was. are many stories that start with that. And I just thought, do you know what? I've been scrolling past that God knows how many times. It's there. So many, so many people I know have watched Doctor Who. They love Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, now, you said your mum doesn't like sci-fi. No. Like she, she, now, I had the opposite upbringing. Um, oh, you mo- sort of had it forced onto you? Not forced onto me. It was just encouraged in our household to appreciate the science fiction genre. <laughs> um, I think I'm the middle ground. Like, my parents, my dad's kind of a massive nerd in a lot of ways. Like, um, But at the same time, like my parents never sort of were like, you will sit down and watch Star Trek. But they were like, yeah. oh, Star Trek's on, and put it on. And like my dad introduced mm. me to Red Dwarf and stuff, so like... You know, I think I'm in the yeah. middle ground. That's just excellent parenting. Yeah. Yeah, mum, like, you know, I already came into this world with a mum who saw Star Wars when it came out at cinemas. Wow. She grew up with Star Trek. You know, she, so she already had that foundation to pass yeah. on to me. And so it's in, Naturally so I kind rebelled. of had, to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because we would, talking well since i've been watching doctor who uh she said you know what as a child i was too scared to watch doctor who mm. um probably because of the daleks yeah and my mum <laughs> has memories of hiding behind the sofa from the daleks so yeah but yeah i just thought well it's you know i love sci-fi and it's the one major franchise i've not really had anything to do with and i think prior to that i i thought though it I hate to say this, but I thought it was a bit ridiculous. But it's only until I've sat down and watched it, I've actually appreciated it for its ridiculousness. Oh, I was going to say, I think absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, calling Doctor Who ridiculous is absolutely fair. There's no, there's Um, no argument from me. No, but I think there was. I I can't remember which season it was. Um, I shouldn't say season series. Um, that I felt like I think it was when um, John Hurt came along to be the doctor for like yeah. a minute yeah and i thought huh why is it suddenly going serious like 
it, it just felt from an outsider's perspective mm. that it was being a bit tonally confused. Mm. So that was another thing that was kind of put me off it <laughs> a little bit. But now, like, I just thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a go. And I'm really happy that I've done that because now <laughs> I think it was like, when did I tell you the good news, Red? Was it like a couple of weeks ago. And I'm already at ser- at the end of series four. That's that's commitment. That yes. is, that's it. That's pretty cool. Well, I am unemployed. <laughs> I I started rewatching it before Thought Bubble because um, Izzy Ward, who is a brilliant artist and who draws some really great comics, um, um about one one of them's called the Ink Witch, go look it up. Um was rewatching it and tweeting about it and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna have to rewatch this now. You've like made me remember how much I loved it. It's been years mm. since I did a full rewatch. Because I think yeah, so I, mean, I started just, doing it. Just as just just as the old git on the panel here. Um <laughs> I still think of new Doctor Who as quite a recent thing. I, it's nearly 15 years. Yeah, I have to, I go, yeah, well, it's quite new. And then I go, no, because I remember... It's 2005. I remember the first episode because my whole house, my whole, that I was sharing with, like, mm-hmm. the flat, flat housemates, um, having just moved back to England, having, when I was 21 years old, um, I, <laughs> I say, yeah, I remember sitting down, and us all sitting down to watch the mm. first episode of New Who. We were like, Doctor Who's back, this is amazing. And I was... Yeah, I was the youngest in that house by like five years, so they had like yeah. more time on me watching Doctor Who as kids. Mm. Sorry, I've just depressed myself by realising that 2005 was 14 years ago. Yeah. Mm. I did want to just quickly Damn. add, I come, I've come, i come to Doctor Who actually already what, having watched all of Torchwood like years ago. When oh, wow. Oh, wow. That, that, that is interesting. interesting. Yeah. Um, what did you make of... T- Oh god, we're that's gonna... a Cyberman that's episode. It. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we need to discuss that situation. Wow. Actually, actually, shall we not? Shall we do Torchwood a different time? I'm yeah. just, just because. But Tosh is in Doctor Who. Mm. Tosh is in Doctor Who. Which is actually quite. Now it's quite nice coming to Doctor Who thinking, oh, wait, I know that person. person. Yeah. Cool. Um, but um, yeah, I uh... have actually watched all of Torchwood. This was years ago when wow. I was at uni. Actually... Oh, wow. So you watched the sex, the sex alien. <laughs> Oh and, my god! And Cyberwoman. <laughs> the Cyberwoman episode is like the more horrifying to me than the Sex Alien. The Sex Alien, I was like, ah, oh, okay. To be fair to the Cyberwoman was horrifying. To be fair to Cyberwoman, because Chris Chibnall wrote that. Chips, mate. That's why everyone was afraid, but, you know. But what's wrong with Cyberwoman? What's really wrong with Cyberwoman is that costume. Costume. And, mm-hmm. and that was nothing to do with Chibnall. Okay. He only wrote it. The episode in its in and of itself is not bad. We're not like it's not it's, great. It's not great, but then look at most of Torchwood. None of it's like and the none first of season good. is rough. Actually, the one with the elves is fantastic. Do you know but what? Apart I think the only, oh my god, that's amazing. It was. I mean, I I, I loved Torchwood. I thought it was great. That's good. Um, but I only the first two series are okay. But I, the the series that I love in particular is Children of Earth. Oh my God, it's incredible! Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That, that to me Children is definitely the best. Children of Earth is the Miracle Day. I think was like a close because I think yeah. what happened was once they brought Children of Earth, they realised actually this is a format that works better for us yeah. because it's a tight storyline that's yeah all I, links. They can go big and I hated yeah. the ending to Miracle Day. I had a, I really mm. didn't like the way they concluded it. Yeah, same. Uh, okay. It was it was a very well, Deus Ex Machina. Well, they were clearly mm. hoping for a fifth series. Yeah, they yeah, were. they, they very clearly obviously. were. John Barrowman was having far too much fun. Yeah. John Barrowman. Well, that's part of the charm of John Barrowman. He's <laughs> really just like, is. I don't care. <laughs> totally. 
He just he behaves like there's nobody else in the room. Which is what I love about him as Jack. He's perfect for Jack Harkness. I Absolutely just love perfect him for Jack so Harkness. Much as Jack. Um, which we'll get to. Which we'll get to. Yeah. So right. Episode one. So we'll start with that. Let's start. <laughs> Let's start with Rose. Rose. Now. Oh, Rose. <laughs> I, I, can, can I just plant <laughs> on the table? Right. As a character, Rose gets right on my nerves. Mm. I was good. Yeah. I. I, I mm, yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with Reg on this one. I watched the first episode of Doctor Who with my flatmates, as I said, and then I went. Billy Piper, are you fucking kidding me? And then I watched it, and I went, you're really kidding me, right? And then I didn't watch Doctor Who until Tenet came along. And she was still there. And <laughs> she, I then kind of went, yeah, but Tenet. And then I was like, oh, God, she's so irritating. Mm-hmm. And then by Doomsday, I was crying. So it wasn't like, it was a strange she situation. She on me. And, and Billy... This is probably another controversial opinion. Billy Piper can actually act. Oh, absolutely, yeah. She's if, if given the my, right yeah, my role, issue, if my you, issue with Rose her... is not Billy Piper. No, my no, issue no, with no, Rose no, is Rose. Absolutely, no. But bear in mind, I was a teenager in the era of because we want to, and I really, really hate that fucking song. And I hated it when it came out. And oh so my God, this Billy truck Piper. is gonna be massive. So sorry. My resentment of Billy Piper is is really huge because of. You know, yeah. that being a similar age you see, at I'm, a similar time, and I I'm just really old, was over I'm it. old enough that Billy Piper's musical career, if we can call it that, uh, one, passed... One hit in inverted commas. One passed hit. completely below my radar. Do you know what I have seen her in that she was absolutely amazing? Mm-hmm. Um, that, uh, the... the um, Christ on a cracker, what was it called? There's a, there's a detective series set in the Victorian era. That she oh, was... Penny Dragon. Oh, um, no, no, no not Ruby in the Smoke. Ruby in the Smoke. She was brilliant in that. Oh, yeah, she's I fantastic. I loved her in that. that. Have you seen Penny Dreadful, though? No, is she, she in that? She's in that and she's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Like, see, she's great. She's a good actor. I re- the character is not great. Yeah. And her mother. Oh. Every comment that the doctor makes about the mother, I'm like, what yeah, actually, I'm here, mate. Looking back on that series, make, well, first two series. As makes it's like it actually paints a really bad picture of people who live in council estates because if you think about it, like it's almost like a it's almost it, like they're playing to a stereotype. They but they oh, they, very much they were um, and I I think in large part. I mean, poor Mickey. That's yeah. I see, I, I, let's talk about Mickey. I, I really <laughs> like Mickey. I, I like. I think Mickey, Mickey just Mickey needs Mickey. to. Mo- as soon as she left yeah, to go I to the was, doctor, I think Mickey just needed to move on. I, I mean, was frustrated. Yeah. I was frust- I was immensely frustrated by the doctor's attitude to Mickey. Mm. Um, I was immensely frustrated by the show's attitude to Mickey. Yeah. He was the tin dog. The tin dog, but he was also. I mean, I, I don't have kids. If I had a daughter, awesome. Who brought Mickey the idiot home and said, Hi, Dad, this is my boyfriend. My first reaction would be, He's an idiot. My second reaction would be, You've done well, though. Because he's he's a a really nice guy. Mm. He's ridiculously loyal. Very. He's unbelievably reliable. He's a mechanic. Uh, He's useful. Mm. Um, And he will do... He will do... Anything for the people he cares about. Yeah. 
And Rose treats Crossing him... Crossing universes. Yeah. Rose treats him like absolute garbage. Oh, she does. Um, yeah. And I, I... In fact, one of the reasons I disliked Rose was the way she treated Nicky. He, he, he deserved better. He did deserve... Absolutely deserved better, Rose. And, and I, I, I found the Doctor's attitude to Mickey unfathomable. Mm-hmm. Because, honestly, mm. he should have taken Mickey. He really should. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing that really... Now thinking about it, irks me, is that... <laughs> She gets just gets everybody, not just the doctor, in trouble when she brings her own personal issues, like for example, oh, saving a father. And yeah, that. Stuff. Yeah, she nearly ends the world. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, how does this man tolerate? But in some her? way, but I suppose in some ways that is the companion's job, isn't it? it it's to get the from, doctor in trouble from a narrative <laughs> perspective. Yes. Um. From definitely from a narrative perspective, yes. But and Father's Day, Father's Day is a a really strong episode. Mm, oh yeah, yeah. I, it's uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's in, from for that series. For that series, Father's Day is a very. Strong I think Father's episode. Day is one of the strongest episodes in season in, in, in season one. In season I would one. say. Yeah. Um, See, I quite liked um, the Empty Trials. Oh, oh that's yeah. genius. That is the best episode. Yeah, if, if we <laughs> Those episodes are the best two yeah, episodes if, in the whole mm-hmm. of season yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, well... The, the, 100%. The, the Empty Child and Dr. Dancers are up there mm-hmm. for best episodes yeah. of who? And you oh, mean Jack Harkness as well. Yes, you do mean Jack Introduces Harkness. Introduces Jack Harkness. Um, and I Nano Jeans. I, I think the, the, the Empty Child is a... I'm not going to call them a villain, but they were the monster of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the scariest. Stunning. Who I mean, my mummy. I had a a, a t-shirt which I've now worn out completely. Uh, it was black t-shirt and it just screen printed in white was the gas mask mm-hmm. and it just underneath said, "Hey, you my mummy." Oh, God, and the so incredibly disturbing. tragic thing about it is the reason why. Yeah. yeah. It says incredible. Um, and that's. I was really now. We were gonna. I won't, I won't talk about it too much because we're gonna talk about it later. But. Um, Stephen Moffat, um, I believe, <laughs> wrote that episode. He did. Now, he also I wrote feel, he and, did. and I'm sure we'll Which is also elaborate on this later, but I feel like he gets too caught up in being clever, and there isn't an awful lot of heart, like there's not an awful lot of warmth or emotional connection in his episodes like you get with Russell T Davies. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, I can see that. I'm not entirely sure I agree with it, but I can see it. Um, there are some, like... Like standoutly dreadful T Davis episodes. Oh yeah, but I I feel like there's there's more warmth in his yeah in, in comparison mm-hmm. to Stephen Breaker. Okay, let's let's talk about um, T Davis for like a second. Just yeah. can I just interject with T Davis? T Davis wrote a series called Queer as Folk in nineteen ninety eight ish nine, um, and that was on Channel Four. Might have been earlier than that. No, because I was doing my GCSEs because I got okay. like my sixteenth birthday on video, so <laughs> it was just. That. Yeah, it was on TV. When it I was, was ju- it was while I was still working at the gas company. Yeah, I got the box set on video for my 16th birthday, which was the summer of 1999. So it was out. Nice. So it, was, it must have been 98. 98. Must have been. Yeah, so okay. um, I was in yeah, I was in year 11. So yeah. Yeah. Um, early that year. So he wrote a series called Gross Folk, which is about uh, gay men living in mm-hmm. Manchester, and it was like groundbreaking at the time. It was huge and, and it, it, it'd be regarded as quite tame now. I think it but would it, be regarded as incredibly tame now. Um, and but it was shocking it, at the time. In a lot of ways, also terrifyingly not tame. So there's so many. Ba- there's a lot of balance and issues there and stuff, and the world has changed and whatever. But not the point. He's one of his main characters. Um, was a guy called Vince. 
and he had a encyclopedic knowledge of Doctor Who and was obsessed with Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not going to say author insert, but author insert. And I, I he, he all, always wanted to write Doctor Who, and so he finally, you know, so he created this character who was obsessed with Doctor Who and used so much Who knowledge as, like, like absolutely, like, standout moments within the show. Like, you know, the guy got a boyfriend who wanted him to, like, stop being a nerdy weirdo, and his best friend, who he was, like, having a secret he was secretly in love with like a unrequited blah blah whatever um he you know actually could at list every single who ever from the beginning even though he didn't care about Doctor Who because he cared about him so obviously like you know he proved his who knowledge before he even did who and there is so much heart in that show I think that like mm. He demonstrates that, like you say, yeah. he really does get. He understands character in a way, and like mm-hmm. making character-driven driven series. Yes. In a way yeah. that I think um, is not always the way that Doctor Who has been done, or is done now, or was done in between the yeah. uh, Chibs and uh, Davis era. Yeah, no, that's mm-hmm. fair. That's fair. So yeah, I appreciate Davis for his, I, his own. Yeah. His, his well, in fact, also I think you've you've put it really well there. He focuses more on characters. <clears throat> I think Stephen Moffat yeah. focuses more on plot. But, but yeah. the other thing about Davis is because he himself is a super fan. Mm. Um, I think he almost can do that because yeah. he can just turn around and tell you like exactly which episode he oh, oh, yes. turned up Whereas in and whatever. Moffat comes along and moffifies everything. <laughs> he he does yeah, and it does change things, and he does adjust stuff, it, and like the does. rules don't always apply when he turns up. And so, then Moffat lies. Yeah, that's what he does. Um. We'll, we are. We will talk. We are going more. to be coming back to Moffat we'll t- we'll talk at, at some point. Lovely. <laughs> uh, it may not be. It may you're, not you're be. You're looking forward to it, aren't you? So am. May not. It may not be. May <laughs> not be like this episode. One, but... I literally just. Oh God. I just watched stuff that you haven't seen yet, and I was like, throws everything out the window. Why the fuck did you do that? So yeah, I'd love to discuss that at a later date. We'll get to him. We yeah. will get to him. So Rose. Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think she grows as a character. I plastic men. I wow. The next the autumn. Now, see, I was really surprised they started with the autons because okay. they're quite an obscure villain. The autons scared me as a child more than any other Doctor Who villain in the history of the world. So first episode back of the new series. <laughs> not only have you given me Billy Piper, excuse me again. Who, good It's alright, you bleeped yourself there. Yes, <laughs> Okay, not only did you give me because we bloody want to, then, then, you gave me the thing I was most afraid of as a child. Is it any wonder I went away until Tenant came in? <laughs> and then, like, bought the DVDs and watched it all I'm just weekend. picturing you now in your university dorms, and then... After watching the first episode, you in a corner, <laughs> rose. You in a corner, just rocking backwards. I hated forth. the terror of the autons. Really messed me up. I was afraid of dummies <laughs> until I was like, now. Like I still can't walk through Martha Spencer's with any joy in my heart. There were some. I hate them. There were some really nice. I worked in a shop. I used to have to assemble those things. <laughs> terror of the autons. There were some really nice touches in Rose, though. Um, mm. I, I was not a big fan of the burping wheelie bin. No. Didn't dig that. Um, Pizza. Oh, well, on that moment. Yeah. I, I watched it. Fantastic. <laughs> um, what <laughs> that scene? Thinking, wow, th- this is really aged. Just the, the 
Special effects. Yeah. <laughs> special effects are really not. They're not that special. <laughs> Liz and I were watching. Like we were watching, we were watching it. I pointed at the living room door. Everyone turned as if she was standing there. No, she's in another room. Um, we we watched like older Who, and we were watching it, and and she just kind of went, "How did it get from there to where it is now?" And I'm like, "It was like 15 years ago, like you say, but like at the same time." Wow! Oh, the times yeah. have changed. Wow, the times have changed. Special effects have got a lot better mm, and cheaper. Mm. Um, but one of the things I really liked now at I've the got time. Them. <laughs> a Bob Dylan. Times changed. One of the things I really liked at the time um, was all the 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 stuff you could find. Uh, so Mickey in Rose is obsessed with the doctor mm, yeah um and there's a website that has loads of doctor sightings oh on it. yeah that website existed you could go on it um <laughs> this is what i love all that it's about. not it's not i don't think it's up anymore probably not but it was mm. and i spent hours on that bloody website and they had loads of of like fake sightings of oh. people yeah i saw a guy uh in edwardian dress um had you know i saw a guy trying to swap edwardian dress for another jacket in oxfam Brilliant. And it's stuff like that. It yeah. was, uh, it was. Edwardian dress was the eighth doctor. Yeah. Um, and it's sorry, I wasn't assuming that Alice knew that. Um, <laughs> and so stuff like that was 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 great, and I I I I really appreciated that. I, I and it yeah. it is an episode of Doctor Who that has stayed with me because. I had been waiting for it for so damn long. Because 1994 was an embarrassment that we should never discuss. I, there's a lot of good to be said about that. I, 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 we can do a podcast on the on the TV movie if you like, because I've got a lot of positive things to say about that awful piece of crap. Okay, I think we should crap. all rewatch it and then is all it, three of us. It is, and then talk about it. It is a dreadful. It is dreadful. Really dreadful. But it's also we could do a podcast of us. Watching do, do you two rewatching it admit my your first day watching yes let's do that there's a, there's I mean, a lot we still have to do Fast and Furious <laughs> yes that's true there's a lot going for but yeah and as we've a, discussed I've got a very expressive pace so that it, so we don't need to do so a video worth, definitely um, worth doing although I am reminded um, uh, I, I, I'm guessing that many listeners to this also listen to the Now Show on Radio 4 and a feature of that used to be Mitch Ben doing a comedy song at the end of every episode and then they dropped him for diversity uh, he was really cross about that mm. um, <laughs> particularly because it stuck for about five minutes and they just kept getting more white guys on so they might as well just get the talented mm. one around mm. but anyway I, I'm also a big fan of Mitch Ben so I'm biased um, but his his song the Friday night before the Saturday that Doctor Who came back uh, links in the show notes because it is on YouTube uh, is called If You Call Me During Doctor Who Then I'll Kill You. <laughs> um, and it's really, really good. Brilliant. Um, and that, that's very much how I felt about it. Yeah. So, so Rose, uh, and it's around that time, I just got on Facebook um, before Facebook was the awful cesspit of awfulness that it is now. It is. Um, I, I, I joined Facebook... There have been moments when I've thought about leaving Facebook. I joined Facebook because a friend of mine uh, had set up a Facebook page to promote his latest comics work. Ah, makes sense. Um, and had told everybody about it on LiveJournal. Yeah, I remember that. 
Um, I, I think vaguely, so I probably on MySpace. I vaguely remember this, but I, I never I, had it. So I set up, I set up a Facebook page, and within five minutes, two people have thrown a sheep at me. Uh, I've been bitten by a werewolf and two vampires. Because that that's what the good old days. That's what Facebook was like oh, in two thousand five. Good old days. Um, but wow. because I was on Facebook, I'd, I'd connected with people that I knew through comics conventions and stuff, mm. who were massive Hoovians. Hello, Jay and Selena, if you're listening. Um, you know, they'd been involved in making Doctor Who fan films and stuff. You know, wow. Jay had been a Cyberman. That will be dinner. That will. I'm going to leave this in. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it was... Oops, sorry. I forgot what we're talking about now. Facebook. Oh, Facebook, yeah. The so, good old days. Uh, and so I was able to do... In a, in a way that I never had been with Who before. Because when I used to watch Doctor Who as a kid, that was me. Nobody else in my house so, was bothered. But I was able to, to watch Doctor Who and talk about it with people who loved it as much as right, I did. That so, was... so when the Pomegranate Doctor Who came out, mm-hmm. I was in first year at secondary school because... I'm the mid-range age person of the group of the three, right? So <laughs> I was, and I, at the time... I was at university, Okay. Say. At the time, I was, like, literally only friends with boys because no one else liked science fiction. And we had our own alien comic, uh, which was really bad and full of people trying to cite aliens over Harrogate. Um, and it was terrible. We photocopied it and we tried to sell it and no one gave a shit. And, and I'd have stopped it. Okay. And then another guy, uh, one of the other guys like, the only other real Who fan I knew was, like, violently bullied for wearing a Tom Baker scarf to school. Obviously, because it was 1994, and it was, like, here. So, that happened. And, um, I remember, like, very much, uh, us being so excited about it. And then also, like, all the rumours flying around. Like, they were going to have flying Daleks. They were gonna, And we were like, you can't have flying Daleks. Flying Daleks is just wrong. Daleks should never fly. There's a flying um, Dalek in Classic Who. Yeah. But we we were children who had not watched all of Classic Who because it had only been available of course, yeah, on yeah. BBC Two. And the joke of the Daleks can't climb stairs was a thing. And I had nightmares about Daleks and I used to climb upstairs to get away from them. Like, this is this is the childhood that we had. Autons and Daleks and bad times. Shall we, shall we pause for a little bit? Because pizza's arrived. Yes, and we can do. And I don't want to impose this conversation on Liz, particularly. It's cool. You chat away. But I just don't want to make noise. I'll make as much noise as you like. And also we've got little clippy clop feet stomping little dinosaur feet. It's all good. We, do, we, we don't mind little clippy clop feet, though. She's lovely. Should we drag ourselves back to Doctor Returning Who? to who? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, pizza eaten. Do you want one? No, I'm good. You have it. Uh, we shall return to Doctor What were we talking about? Rose. We were talking Rose. about how Mickey is treated <clears throat> yeah, like crap. We've, we've been talking about it for about an hour and we've we've done episode Mickey, one. Mickey is, is treated like shit. That's that's the really frustrating thing. And the graphic <clears throat> uh, special effects are really excruciating in that first episode especially. Yeah. Um, from there, we'll, we move on from Rose. Let's get rid of the first episode. Let's move forward um, in time to the end of the world perhaps. Yeah, now. Where we are introduced to the last human. There's a lot to <laughs> be said. Voiced by a the vocal love of my the life. The wonderful Zoe Wanamaker. Whose voice is just 
butter to me. And there is a lot to love in that episode. Um, for a start, as they watch the earth be destroyed, they play a class a piece of classical music, and it's tainted love by Soft Cell. It is. Uh, which made even my wife, who is the least geeky person on the planet, um, but who would still watch Doctor Who with me back then, um, it made her squee. Just a little bit. It was awesome. I did love that. I loved the, the classical music that they played. They, they played Toxic by Britney Spears as well, didn't they? They did. There's, there's just some brilliant moments. Uh, it's, and and I think... Um, oh, God, what's her name? I don't want to call her Miranda. It wasn't Miranda. Uh, um, you are looking for... Uh, Zoe Wanamaker's character. Yep, yep. Moisturise Cass- Cassandra. Cassandra, that was right. Sorry, I'm on IMDb. I, I, I knew, I knew, it was, I knew, I knew it ended in Andra. Mm, yeah. Uh, Cassandra, moisturise me, moisturise me. Yeah. Um, it's such a beautifully satirical character, and Absolutely. she looks exactly like Zoe Wanamaker, which is freaky. It's disturbing. It's, um, it's incredibly disturbing. But yeah, I, I do, I really enjoyed that episode, and and that whole, what, what's particularly for me interesting about it is Rose's sudden realization that she got in a box with a man she didn't know and ended up somewhere she might die. And that suddenly it all becomes very real. Yeah. I really appreciated that. And we see that echoed in um, series three with Martha uh, in the uh, gridlock episode mm. where she suddenly yes. realizes, oh shit, I got in a box with a man I didn't know. And now I'm stuck on in a car on the North Circular for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think there's, there's that moment for a lot of characters. Um. I think we see it again as well a couple of times. So, yeah, I think it's kind of a nice moment it's, that we get. It's, from the it's character the, who has just been like... It's the start of a trope yeah. in New Who, isn't it? It's, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. It's, yeah. Um, the although, only person that doesn't do that is Donna. Mm. Because she takes everything in a stride, Absolutely. She? The first, the, the, Her first episode, The Runaway Bride, where she's just, just like why the hell have you kidnapped me? What the fuck are you doing? I'm trying to get married. Um, and that's like her whole her whole thing for that mm. episode is like, I'm just trying to get married. Um, and she's just kind of awful in that first episode in the best possible way. Um, <laughs> she's the only I... one of, the, of, the, of that section of who that you've seen so far that doesn't respond in that way at some point or have that moment of... You've seen Donna leave, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We've seen the end. Of that was actually really because we're, go- we're going to need we to talk about the, the, the departure of yeah. Donna, uh, but <coughs> but not yet. No, let's not. Let, let's flash back. What else do we want to talk about in the Eccleston era? Um, I I, I mean, just loved how you always kept going. There's always an <laughs> there's always an off. <laughs> I th- I think and then he does this with his ears, the thing with his ears, and everything. I, I loved that. I love that. I th- I think I would like to come back to. Um, the Empty Child and the Doctor Dancers. The Empty Child and the Doctor Dancers is so worth talking um, about. I want, to, I, I, want to, I want to just ignore the Slovenes. I was going to say, can we please avoid them? Because I really hate them. Farting aliens, why? Go away. Actually, do you know what? Before before we completely ignore the Slovene, mm. and this is the last time we're, we're, we're mentioning them. Please, let's not. Because we're not going to talk about... Um... We can talk about Harriet Jones. I, let's was, do that just, I, I was just not bothered about the, whenever they were there. Because like, they were there for like three... Oh, hours. So but, no, many. but what I liked, yeah. what I liked about... That epi- Aliens of London. Mm. The only thing I liked about the Aliens of London mm. was Unit. Oh yes. Mm. Um, and the way the Doctor was just able to take command of that. Yeah. U- that that that. It's not a platoon. It's not big enough. 
mm. uh, that squad of unit soldiers because he knew the orders to give yeah. and because he's still technically their science advisor. Yeah. Um, so I liked that. Uh, but now we're just going to move straight back to the Empty Child and the Doctor Dancers the because they're actually good episodes. They are. And um, yeah. And we don't need to ever talk about the Slovene again. No. Um, no, thank you. So, first of all. We can briefly touch on Boomtown purely from a Jack Harkness perspective later. Maybe. maybe. Just to, to explain that that's why he goes to Cardiff. Yeah. That's do, it, we've talked about it. Do you know what actually... <laughs> yeah. Moved on. That, thanks to those episodes in where the, you visit Torchwood, and yeah. also thanks to Torchwood, it's... Do you know what? Cardiff is one of those places I not only want to visit, but if I had to move there, I wouldn't actually be... A bad thing, thanks to Torchwood. Thanks to Torchwood. It made Cardiff look sexy. Yeah. I I don't well, think there would be a sexy... I, I have to say, I have <laughs> a sexy. I have a friend who's from Cardiff. Uh, I used to work with a drama teacher. I'm guessing she doesn't say positive things about Cardiff. Um, she, she really, really hated Torchwood. Because it, she would recognise places... And she go, oh, and of course they had to do it in bloody splot, didn't they? Because it's got a stupid name. <laughs> and, you know, that I kind of thing. I believe the stage my, my agents own... pronounce it splur. The, my only... My... Sorry, I had to quote. Yeah, my, my only similar frustration with Who and the Who world is when they talk about Agatha Christie going to a Harrogate hotel. And it really pisses me off. It was we the Hydro! <laughs> We all know. And I wouldn't mind, but they could have called it the Hydro. Because it's not called it's, it's not the called the now. Yeah, it's not called the Hydro anymore. <laughs> so it wouldn't be advertising. It would have been fine, BBC. I know, but they never do. And that and every time I see anything everywhere they just call it the Harrogate Hotel and I'm like, No, it doesn't exist, you awful bastards, why? It frustrates me. Because it's like, no, you could have done that and you could have done it right. Well you could have just said <clears throat> she went to Harrogate. Well, I'm only gonna I'm only gonna mention this briefly because it's 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 post what Alice has watched. But also, there are no fucking trees on Pendle Hill. There have oh, never been any God, trees no. on Pendle Hill. We discussed that at the time. We did discuss that at the time. It really is wrong. I... There's a couple of little like, oh, wait, no, Yorkshire have, issues. I haven't uh, seen that. Friend of the, friend of the podcast. Jodie Whittaker. Have you seen the Jodie Whittaker era? Who? Oh, no. Oh, friend... oh, do they go back to Harrogate? Oh, no, not in Harrogate. No, no, no. Friend of the, friend of the podcast. I'm confused. What, what, what's going on? Friend of, the, friend of the podcast, Anthony Johnston, can see Pendle Hill from his house. He was live tweeting. <laughs> the whole episode. There is a brilliant episode of when you get to Jodie Whittaker era who, um, which mm-hmm. includes Pendle Hill, and they have a tree on it, and there is no tree. There has never oh, been a tree. There has okay. never been a tree on Pendle Hill. It's also quite near quite a big river. Yeah. But it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> there are just some issues, guys. If you're going to do it in Yorkshire, do us right. Um, Pendle Hill's in Lancashire. Uh, yeah. Well, the north. <laughs> uh, lots of countries have a north. Uh, yeah. Um. But no. At least the Sheffield bits are okay. The Doctor dancers. Yes. First of all, Love this. I loved that the phone rang yeah. in the TARDIS. That phone doesn't ring. No one's got the number. That was creepy. And yeah. the constant, the, the slow build of the child. And are you my mummy? Yeah. Uh, and the, the people slowly turning as well. I think that, mm. that was one of the creepiest things. And like you say, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, a baddie. It was Monster mm. of the Week. And it was just like a the idea of... Um, a, a, 
It was Injuries as Plague and the idea yeah. of becoming a monster and not having any control over it. It was based on a misunderstanding. Yeah, totally. I think it was it was so strong because of that for mm. me because I mean, it wasn't about um, I've come here to destroy the world because I want to sell it for scraps. Living. Um, it was about that whole like let's actually um, investigate a, a, an accident that has mm-hmm. caused yeah. something to terrible tragic a tragic accident um, that causes like more tragedy to occur. Well, the the and the the the, the, yeah. the can we call it an alien parasite or the alien not even a parasite. Well, they're nanites, Na- aren't they? No, they're nanites. Yeah, they're nanites. It's um, not something that nanite is doctor, consciously. Nanite medics. No, it's not even. It's it's not even. It's sentient. a big first aid kit gone wrong. Yeah, it's yeah. not even sentient. It's not so. It's not even. It doesn't even have the ability to be malicious. And actually, that was such a mm. that was such a nice idea. Yeah, conceptually, it's brilliant. I, it's 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 not something I'd come across before. I've come across it since. Um, and I don't know whether it had been done before, but I, I'd not come across that concept before of, of, of sort of nanite things that can change things. Mm. Wow, that was eloquent. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> but also... English. Was it English? You taught us. 16 years. <laughs> I've got excuses. Like, I'm an art student. Like, yeah, I'm sitting here with Englishes and uh, I can speak mm. crap. Um, so I like, I, I just have to draw the pictures, right? But it's, it's also, I loved, I loved the, the way that they introduced Jack Harkness. Yes. Oh, my um, God. Yes. Eagle, Squ- Eagle Squadron. Fabulous. Um, Being bisexual from the start as well. Like, yes. you know, and he's just like, not tonight, mate. It was and he's very subtle. Nice bottom. Like, it was very oh. subtle. So, because he says good. he says nice bottom about Rose. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then the guy standing next to him kind of reacts and he's like, well, you have to. Mm. Um, and then he obviously then later on in the episode goes to chat him up because uh, Rose is going to go do it. And he goes no 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 no, no. <laughs> this is on me. And he goes and do- he goes to go chat him up and he's like don't wait up and it's like instantly episode, first episode Jack Hartness just being like Jack that's Jack yeah. in his omnisexual glory yeah absolutely I mean I, but I, in a Saturday tea time kids show friendly yes, way yes um, yes totally I mean you, you couldn't accuse have, him of being Saturday tea time friendly seen... Torchwood but... no. <laughs> Have any have either of you seen um, any of the interviews that he's done on the Jonathan Ross show? Oh yeah. And uh, he he says basically he'll he'll anything with a hole. <laughs> yeah, that's Jack. That's, that's Jack. That's Jack. That's Especially Jack. in Torchwood. It is just a fantastic way of putting it. Yeah, he's 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 yeah, indiscriminate. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> he's Captain Kirk. Oh my God, he is. But like. Except but not... Captain Kirk was from the 1960s, so had to be straight. But. He... You know, I mean, there is a lot of Kirk's bog fiction out there. There is. It's like one of the earliest slash fictions that ever existed. If we ever need to do a podcast on on gay fanfic, then I'm your. Person. And he's not being portrayed by a douchebag. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Back to Jack, though. Back, Back to, to a Jack, Jack, yeah. Captain. Back to a Captain. I, I love, love Captain Jack so much. And loving Captain Jack is where we'll leave it for this week. Join us again next week for more of Alice's introduction to Doctor Who uh, and possibly some ramblings from me about the current series, although there's a special podcast coming up about that, so maybe maybe I'll keep my opinions to myself for now. So, yeah. We'll see you here next week. Until then, be kind to yourself, be kind to everybody else, and remember... We are the geeks at the gates, and we're holding the buggers open 
so everyone can come in. You are all welcome in geekdom. See you soon. Thank you for listening to the Geeks at the Gate podcast. us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geeks at the gate or contact us on Twitter at geeks at the gates or contact us by email on mail for geeks at the gates at gmail.com that is the number four not the word geeks at the gates is a production of Venus Rising Media and is proudly made in Yorkshire